This is a Housemade Podcast. We're your hosts, Nick Bobbin and John Vieira. We're here to cover your questions about home bartending. Let's get into it. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Housemade Podcast. Uh, today, we wanted to talk about Aquavit. We were uh, we were lucky enough to try some spirits from the Blinking Owl Distillery that our friend Patrick sent us, um, and we were actually really curious. Uh, they made Aquavit, and that got us to thinking that we didn't know a whole bunch about Aquavit, so we wanted to dive right into it. We still uh, are waiting on a bottle of Aquavit uh, from the Blinking Owl, um, but. We got another bottle that we were, uh, it was just in the bar that we were going to try and uh, dive right into the history of this crazy spirit. Yeah, I have no idea how to pronounce this. Uh, it is L Y S H O L M from Norway. Norway. Yeah. And then there's also another title on here. So I don't know if which one's the actual title, but it's L I N I E. So. Lenny or something like that. Uh, but anyway, this is... Um, this is a bottle you can get in Idaho. I think yeah. it's maybe the only Aquavit you can get in Idaho. It's aged at sea. Yeah. And it's actually, uh, what we were finding out is like well, kind of one of the more dominant brands in this category. Yeah, I did a quick little Google search and it was quite literally one the of only. the only ones that came <laughs> up. So Probably for the States, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be up there. Um, okay, so what, so what is, uh, what is this Aquavit? All right, so... Let me set the bottle down here. So it is a uh, distilled spirit that is principally produced in Scandinavia. Okay. So there's lots of uh, countries that... Yeah, Scandinavian countries is like uh, Norway, obviously. Yeah, Norway, uh, Denmark. Okay. Um, S- Sweden, yeah. Sweden, yeah. I think they even lump like... Is it Iceland? Iceland, yeah, I think is lumped in there. And so parts and like of Northern Germany, Northern right? Germany. Yeah, there's a few, there's actually, I can't remember what the name of it is, but someplace in Northern Germany used to be a part of Denmark until oh, like 1900 or something like gotcha. that. Gotcha, okay. Um, so there's, I mean, and think about just the location, right? Think right. about how close all these things yeah, are. Oh, yeah. So these uh, traditions and things like that are going to be kind of similar mm-hmm. across the board. This is all like Viking country that we're talking about, right? Yeah. More or less. Um, I did, which is crazy because I don't know how far back other things go. This seems really old, uh, but it says it's been produced since the 15th century. Right. Okay. So that's what I found too, um, that its first mention uh, was in a letter from like, gosh, I'm going to butcher it. I should have had the article pulled up, um, but it was from... Was it from a duke or something like Yeah, that, it was or? from like a duke to... Oh, here it is. Uh, Danish Lord. Oh, a Danish Lord. Okay. Yep. To a Norwegian Baptist. He wrote a letter in 1531, it says, um, describing a liquor that he promised would cure any illness known to man, which was this Aquavit. I mean, it's worth a shot, right? Oh, yeah. If you you guys have anything that just won't fix itself mm-hmm. try some aquavit okay so this is essentially a grain neutral spirit that is re-steeped or distilled much like gin is made yeah yeah uh it's so it's distilled uh from grain or potatoes right, right? and then yeah it's 
almost the exact same thing as making gin, just with different stuff. Yeah. So instead of juniper berries, aquavit is made with uh, caraway seed and dill. Yes. And uh, other things as well. It's a lot like gin where you have yeah. this botanical bill that can have a lot of stuff. But according to the, the European, European Union, uh, it does have to contain uh, caraway seeds specifically as that dominant uh, ingredient and flavor profile. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And for you guys that don't know what caraway seeds are, they're... Apparently, I didn't know this either. Uh, they come from a plant, the caraway plant, and it is biannual, so it, it matures every other year. Uh, it very much looks like a carrot, uh, and it produces these little tiny seeds. Yeah, they're kind of, they look like uh, funky grains of rice. Almost. They do, yeah. They look like little brown grains of rice with like weird lighter stripes that run like vertically on them. And I don't know this for sure, but I was trying to think earlier. I am pretty sure they're included on the list of everything that goes on an everything bagel. Do they probably I think, are. I think they're on there. Okay. I think I've seen them, but I just can't remember. Yeah. They are, they're funky. They remind me of, man, almost like, Peruvian style cuisine too. Like I just remember, I remember growing up around the church and all the potlucks, they would always put those caraway seeds in some kind of like rice dish. And as a child, I hated it because <laughs> they're so funky They're They got like a slight, like anise kind of flavor to it as well. So it's a little licorice, a little, uh, almost hay quality to it yeah but when you're a kid you don't appreciate no like, that kind of stuff yeah well now because what um so just trying this like <clears throat> dude it is caraway that is the main flavor so i i didn't know this the first time around when we tried it. it it didn't really register with me but now learning a little bit more about it well when your brain doesn't know what a flavor is it jumps to anything it can to associate it with right, right. so the yeah. first time that i tried it it reminded me sort of of the flavor of chartreuse, which that is a ridiculous statement because chartreuse has 1 million different things in it. And it's really funky for that reason. But there are some similar kind of flavor attributes. And so not really knowing what caraway tasted like. Right. I never really like thought about it, but. Because it is a very specific flavor. Yeah. The more you drink it, the more you can sort of remember having it on something or as a part of something, right? right so. Yep. Certain loaves of bread have all those seeds and stuff on the top. And it's yep. like, I think that's something that you would catch on there. Yeah. It's very likened to like a funky rye loaf yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. One of those like artisanal, just mm -hmm. you can't even see the bread. There's so many seeds on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of crazy. I, I actually do really like it. Um, it. It, I don't really, I don't know what dill seed tastes like, I guess. I know what like dill tastes like and it definitely doesn't taste like that to me right i guess i don't know what a dill dill seed tastes like either because it's kind of like coriander right like it, it's a long time before you're like oh coriander is the seed of cilantro but it doesn't taste anything like cilantro oh i never i didn't actually know that <laughs> oh yeah if you don't if you don't uh <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so it actually it's it's a cilantro seed oh but okay. it instead of tasting like soap like cilantro it tastes like citrus that's hilarious my wife grows uh coriander seeds every year because she never picks her cilantro and that literally just turns into this giant, giant bush seeds. and just boop nice seeds out yeah crazy yeah i didn't 
yeah, know so, that at all. So I don't know what a dill seed is because dill is a leaf that we use for the right. Uh, right. It's I would imagine. So the thing with seeds uh, is that a lot of times, unless you steep them or make a tea out of them or something like that, like bread or something, they yeah. really don't taste like a lot. Right. Right. It's like those. Uh, those chia seeds. Have you ever seen people like put those in their water? Oh, yeah. I don't know why that's the thing, but like either. if you eat the seeds and they haven't been soaked or processed in any way, they'll just pass through you. There's hmm. no nutritional value there. Your body can't even process it. But if you soak it in the water, it takes on like this really gross yeah. gelatinous like texture. <laughs> and then you can actually get whatever nutrition yeah. there is. Oh, uh, it probably starts to break down or, or uh, sprout or do yeah, whatever. It's, uh, it's like the same texture as drinking one of those weird like korean uh aloe drinks oh, have you had chia those seeds? no Ugh. that doesn't sound uh super appetizing well to, well I, right now i don't know yeah next time you go to cut bop oh they have them there okay so i'll have to try that anyway uh i did also read though uh talking about the eu uh they established that 37.5 percent abv is the minimum, minimum for Although, bottling for bottling uh the one that we have here today is uh 41.5 and I think in the U.S. in general, it's most common to see 40. Yeah. Yeah, 40, 40% is kind of like the industry standard when it comes to spirits. Yeah, yeah. For good reason. Yeah. So I, I was curious. I looked up Aquavit and what it meant. And I thought it sounded familiar when I learned that it was uh, Latin for essentially water of life. Hmm. And then I realized that it's also the translation for every other spirit. So like whiskey in Gaelic, <laughs> however the heck you say that is water of life. And then like in France, when they make eau de vie, which is like a clear fruit brandy, like before it being aged or anything like that, that also means water of life. So apparently hmm. just across the entire globe, liquor is the water of yeah, life. We've decided that any form of liquor is basically the water of life. So that's where the Perfect. name comes from. It is spelt and pronounced obviously very differently depending on, where you're at the aquavit itself yeah lots of different spellings uh here in the u.s it i'm pretty sure it's just a q u a v i t would be the spelling but once you start looking at nordic spellings and things like that it's it's got a lot of k's a lot of extra v's Hmm. several t's there's just a whole bunch of stuff very cool what else what else do we have on your on our list of things so we covered about where it's from oh i guess i guess this one particular brand that we're talking about so there's different styles right for each region yeah this one's uh aged in oak barrels right right and which th- is pretty common for norway in general yeah and this one in particular that's aged at sea was done by accident because they said the story goes that um, Aquavit was loaded into casts on a merchant ship and sailed over to Batavia to try and be sold. None of it was sold, so they brought it <laughs> back to Norway. So they just took it for a ride. Yeah, they just took it for a ride. And when they got back, they discovered that actually aging it and with the temperature variation and the sloshing um, of being at sea for however many months that it was, actually made a a really awesome like round spirit with a lot more of that oak characteristic that comes out of it. Right. I mean, it makes sense. So that barrel aging just makes everything better. Oh, absolutely. Get a little bit of the character from the, the wood, but you get kind of that subtle sweetness. You lend a little bit of color to it. I think artificial coloring is allowed in the production of yeah. Aquavit, but I can't remember like what. A percent. What percent is allowed? Um, 
I'd imagine that this one is actually aged. It probably isn't added because it's kind of pale. It's not yeah, like it's, super. It's, super, it's like grass color or like hay colored almost like yeah. super light. Uh, the biggest thing that I found when I was kind of researching was it's it's one of those drinks that isn't necessarily drank all the time uh, in a lot of these places, but it's really big as part of the drinking culture and like festivities and gatherings and stuff like that. So yeah. we start talking about like, uh, I don't know, like midsummer celebrations and festivals that they do and like Christmas, any other festivals, things like that. It's very common and traditional right. to drink something like this. And some of them are, mo- most of them are actually taken as shots, right? As yeah. a part of some kind of like chant or song or something like that. Yep. Uh, each one's a little bit different. So I think in, I think it was Denmark, uh, it is very common to pound a shot of it after like a song, like right when a song ends. Um, in most places that they consume it, it is taken chilled and as a shot, but it, I, I'm pretty sure it's Norway that tends to drink it room temp and more kind of sip on it, you know, gotcha. kind of just drink it slowly and enjoy it. I think it's just a little bit different depending on the celebration as well, right? So, yeah. uh, for instance, Christmas time versus sometime in the summer, I don't know if they consume it the same way or for the same purposes. It didn't go super deep in it, uh, but I thought that was cool. It's kind of consumed differently, but always for the same purpose is what it seemed like across like Iceland, Sweden, Denmark, yeah, Northern Germany, um, Norway, stuff like that. Um, so I just, just got on uh, mixblendenjoy.com to look mm-hmm. and see what was around. There's actually four Aquavits that are listed in, in the state. Really? Well, I don't think there used to be. <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't either. Um, they're all at store 102. Well, three of them are at store 102, which is the 17th and state yeah. store. That's like right downtown, like North end almost. Those guys are so niche. They're the, like the only store that carries good rum too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. So three of the four, and then one of the four, the cheapest one, is in Haley, Idaho. Hmm. Um. But yeah. So this what, one that we're what, trying. Yeah. What kind of price ranges are there? Uh. So this one we have the Lisholm L Y S H O L M. I don't know. Uh. Is twenty nine ninety five. Then there's a uh, Krogstad. It's twenty four ninety five. And Brinivina, Brinivin, Brin, I don't know. That's pretty butchered. Gonna, that I'm one's gonna, the most expensive. That's forty four ninety five. I'm gonna definitely be saving these sound bites of you pronouncing these. Oh, dude, for it, use later. Yeah, as you should. Um, as you should. Does it say on the listing where they're from? Uh, no. It just says this product is a special order item. Uh, availability may be limited. Yeah. Okay. Um. It doesn't and the pictures are so small it's really hard to the pictures are never even accurate on there yeah i mean that the bottle that we're we're tasting looks fairly similar oh maybe it does scandinavian recipes yada 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 yeah it doesn't say where it's from has a little description of each one but yeah uh apparently aquavit pairs really well with beer too Right, because that's on some of those traditions too, right? As yeah, where I want to say it's like like shot. Of, I don't know which country, but I shot sweet, yeah, yeah, and then paired with a beer bath. Yeah, kind of like a just in tandem. Uh huh. Swig of that, a swig of this. I don't know. I 
I'm, they probably do that in other places too. I mean, think about Germany, they consume a lot of beer there too. That might be right. I mean, beer's a good pairing for me too. Whenever I go out, I usually get like a PBR and a Fernet, yeah. you know, take so it's like shot, a beer back. It's like a Scandinavian boiler maker is basically <laughs> what, what you got. Exactly. Crazy. Okay. Um, cocktails? Cocktails. So when, when you look in, like right now we have Death & Co. Um, on the table and they do have a little Aquavit section, which is really cool. They're one of the only books um, that I know of off the top of my head anyway that actually includes it as its own spirit category. It's not super common, and they do have a few drinks in here that look like they're pretty good. I've never tried any of them, but they're very obscure, and they use a lot of weird ingredients. That they use so many weird ingredients. You may not necessarily have access to or be Literally, able to one of them calls for like a bottle of 2012 specific tequila. Yeah. You're like, wow, okay, I'm going to recreate which, that one. Which, I mean, you could try it with a different tequila. I'm totally. sure it's fine, but they do get very specific because, I mean, those That's guys, just who they especially are. when this book was written, they were like really really on it and they they would make specific cocktails with very very specific spirits because it does make a difference Mm -hmm. um but so there's like what four or five of them or something like that listed in there in that section those are worth checking out but what you most commonly see is using aquavit in place of something like gin in a cocktail it has a lot of the same characteristics yeah Yeah, and and i feel like as far as pairing flavors with it it's going to kind of tread some of that same water but oh yeah you could also replace vodka in cocktails just the same way that you would use gin to replace vodka and it just adds a little bit more depth and dimension mm-hmm. uh i'm not necessarily going to suggest that because i feel like most cocktails that are made with vodka are made that way with a very specific purpose however something like maybe a cosmo that has like some lime juice and some cranberry juice like that might taste really good with aqua right. so well so one of these uh cocktails that's out of the death and co book actually plays on a 50 50 martini oh that'd be good so it's you know, one ounce aquavit one ounce london dry gin and one ounce blanc vermouth dash of orange bitters yeah that'd be really good yeah, so like that yeah because it, it's going to add a little bit more of that funky caraway seed <laughs> I keep wanting to call it Callaway. Like the golf the brand. golf brand, yeah. yeah. But it's not. It's, it's Caraway seed. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Callaway is going to get mad about a A, a, a free plug, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so cocktails, I was trying to think of, I think a martini of any style would be a really, really fantastic way, especially if you really like that base flavor that the Aquavit has. Just, right. you know, don't play with it too much. But a few pairings that I thought, might be really good based on uh, an article that I saw was uh, grapefruit and elderflower. So maybe something mm. like St. Germain, grapefruit yeah. juice and aquavit. Aquavit, Yeah, Maybe some lime juice, you know, you might throw some other things in there, but I think that would taste really good. And then what was the other one? It was, um, I think you said Aperol. Oh yeah. Aperol and lime juice. Yeah. Which aquavit, yeah. that would be pretty good too. So, I mean, to a certain point, if you look at like the paper plane cocktail, mm-hmm. um, instead of, bourbon you could try throwing aquavit in there because it's right. already got aperol it's lemon juice but you could try it with lemon or lime yeah and then it also has some amaro nonino in there but i don't know you'd have to see if it was like bold enough to come through because in a drink like that where it's all equal parts yeah bourbon is really kind of does what holds it. yeah i know and aquavit uh in its own is kind of dainty yeah as i mean as we're sitting here drinking it right now it's it's yeah it's, it's light. light yeah yeah i mean it's good I definitely appreciate it more, I think, than when we first got it in. We've had the same bottle of Aquavit 
in the bar for like two years. That's not even halfway gone. <laughs> yeah, just nobody asked for it. Nobody really knows what it is. And it's just expensive enough that we don't just randomly put it in, in cocktail. Yeah. Not to say that it's expensive, but like it's it doesn't really make sense. Right. I was wondering, though, do you think it would taste good with... Was there any recipes I should ask, I guess, uh, that are in the Death & Co. that use sweet vermouth with it? I can't decide if that would taste good with it or if it would clash. Um, no, there's only there's only four recipes in here, and they're all light. So, like, I just said that's the 50-50 martini. There's one called the Slap and Pickle, and it's uh, aquavit, lime juice, simple grenadine, and cucumbers. Over and out is aquavit, that... 2012 Ocho Plata Tequila, uh, lime juice, watermelon juice, cane sugar, celery bitters, and orange bitters. And then this one is a great northern, and it's Aquavit, uh, Lillette Blanc, Cointreau, lemon juice, honey syrup, and oh, and that's it. You know, I was just thinking this would taste really good in a toddy variation. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. Would be. Throw like nice, a little like hot, yeah, I'm yeah. Throw like that. a little like lemon and star anise, uh-huh. little pod thing in there. Yep, I can get you. Oh, it's like cool. it's almost like a tea, like a bedtime tea. Yeah. Then at that point, yeah. Uh, the the drink that I actually was thinking about earlier that just came to me was uh, the last word. Swapping, oh, yeah, uh, the chartreuse out of it. Well, actually, swapping the gin oh. out for it. But now that you say that, maybe that's awesome too. Is using the aquavit in place of the chartreuse, or like equal parts, maybe. Yeah, the chartreuse is just so aggressive. I feel like it is, but I think the lime juice in that drink really kind of yeah tames it. I'm a also, bit. I don't know. I haven't tried. Also, a, I haven't tried them side by side though. They might actually play well together. Right, and then to take it one step further, what if you replace the luxardo? Because it's all equal parts. So, like, what oh, if you replace? Yeah. What if you kept the green chartreuse and the gin, Dude. but replace the luxardo, which tastes like cardboard? Yeah, the luxardo is the least, uh, from our experience, is the least liked ingredient in that drink. Well, and it's and it's a weird one because it's a good ingredient and it makes the cocktails that it's in. It's just not something that I typically like that much. And when you taste it on its own. It's just kind of weird to me, at least. Yeah, it tastes amazing with grapefruit, though. Oh, it really does. Okay. It's like a major. I mean, think like a Hemingway daiquiri. Which, yep, yep. It, just bear in mind if you guys look up a, a recipe for a Hemingway daiquiri, you might want to add more sweet to it because <laughs> just, it, it was. It's so unbalanced. It's yeah, nutty. Well, Hemingway was diabetic, and he traditionally drank all of his cocktails with like no sweetness at all. Yep. So, but the the idea of combining luxardo with grapefruit is fantastic. So play around with it. It might be really good in like a French 75 style variation too. Like what if you did aquavit instead of gin, a little bit of uh, grapefruit juice instead of like lemon juice, Mm -hmm. a little dash of something to add sweetness and then champagne. That'd be good. Yeah. Plug and play. Okay. What uh what else we got on Aquavit for today? I mean that's pretty much it. We're 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 noobs. We are. We just Yeah, we'll have to experiment with this and circle back later. Yeah. So this bottle's been in the bar for two years now and we might drink it and have to buy another one. So Ooh. Don't twist my arm. But yeah, I mean I don't I don't think I short of looking up more cocktail ideas, I don't think I have anything. Cool. All right. Well, there you got it, guys. Uh Aquavit. Try it. <laughs> like try, yeah try it maybe question mark if you're into uh if you're into weird funky spirits or 
uh, caraway seeds. Well, let's let's extend the same invitation that we always do. Where yeah, instead come, of coming come to the bar, come yeah. to the bar and try it. We have it there. Uh, that way, you don't buy the whole bottle and find out you hate it. Right. Cool. Well, catch us next week. We'll uh, discuss something else. Yeah, things, that we haven't thought about yet. Things and stuff. Cool. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.